is exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me. Hey there, you ultra magas. Back for our third hour of Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And I'd like for you to check out my website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. Also, I am on Facebook, and... They just censor the crap out of me on Facebook, honestly. They really do. It's like, so if you get on Facebook, the only way you're going to see my stuff on Facebook, which is really, really good. So a lot of the things I talk about on the show and a lot of things I don't talk about on the show are on my Facebook page. And so I invite you to check it, check it out. So on Facebook, it's Freedom Speak with Becca Marie on Facebook. And you got to actually go there to my page because, and you, yeah, I, I invite you to like it and share it. But honestly, you will probably never be notified of anything on my Facebook page because they are just throttling me. They don't want anything to be seen. Half the things I post, they say partly false information or false information. By the way, while I'm on that, before we get back into the PMA thing, I've got a really interesting little clip that I've been wanting to play. Um, Michelle, clip two, when it comes to these fact checkers. I've reported that Facebook censored me. Now I've learned that Facebook also censors a bunch of people who report on science. Please welcome Michael Schellenberger. People like an environmentalist who Time Magazine listed among heroes of the environment. That's Michael Schellenberger. You're going to need a lot more clean energy. Facebook also censors. A man named one of the world's most influential people of the 21st century. That's statistician and environmentalist Bjorn Lomborg. And they censor science writer and New York Times contributing columnist John Tierney. They accuse all of us of spreading misinformation. But really, the people guilty of spreading misinformation are Facebook and its fact checkers. To do the fact checking, <laughs> Facebook partners with groups like these, all of them approved by something called the Pointer Institute. It calls itself a global leader in journalism and claims it has a commitment to nonpartisanship and fairness. But they're hardly nonpartisan. Just look at their website. Their eagerness to honor left-leaning reporters and their push to decolonize the media and change language shows their leftist bias. Pointer once even apologized after it tried to blacklist conservative news sites. Yet absurdly, this is who Facebook partners with to certify who will censor all of us. One so-called fact-checker Pointer approved is this group, Science Feedback run by this man who says his censors will cleanse the internet. Tous vos enfants pourront surfer en toute tranquillité sur des, des vagues d'informations crédibles. He's the censor-in-chief. 
His group objected to this article John Tierney wrote that said masking children can be harmful. More than 10,000 parents said that masks were giving their kids headaches, making it harder for them to concentrate. Tierney simply cited a study, which later passed peer review, that said masks sometimes cause problems. Everything I wrote was accurate, and yet they labeled it partly false. They said the study he cited wasn't good enough because it's not a random sample. Parents' comments may not be representative of the general population. But Tierney had acknowledged that. It's obviously not a random sample. You said that. I said that in the piece. They censored him anyway. This partly false label is nasty because it leads Facebook to stop showing Tierney's work to many people. What should be labeled false is science feedback, sloppy fact check. The worst misinformation is what the fact checkers are spreading. They've got this key takeaway that masks are fine for children over two years old. That's not something that most scientists believe. It's not what the World Health Organization believes. No, the World Health Organization says kids under five should not be required to wear masks. The so-called fact checkers ignore that and don't cite any studies to support their opinion on mask safety. Meanwhile, I'm citing peer-reviewed scientific studies that have demonstrated something called mask-induced exhaustion syndrome. There are all kinds of well-documented <laughs> effects of wearing exhaustion. masks. You're not saying nobody should wear a mask or that masks are useless. No, but we should acknowledge that masks do have impacts. You know, workers who wear masks for a couple hours in Germany, they have to stop and take a half-hour break after that. I mean, this shouldn't be a controversial thing to say. No. But Facebook generally bans it because science feedback doesn't want it said. They don't want anyone presenting evidence that goes against their desire to tell people what to do. Just wear a mask. I shouldn't have to make it fun. It's science. They don't want people to see contrary <laughs> evidence. We know that it's been debunked that this virus was man-made. Another example. Pointer Institute's thought police declared that the COVID lab leak idea was incorrect. Science feedback still insists COVID is of natural origin. Facebook eventually banned even discussing whether it might have been man-made until the very day the Biden administration admitted COVID may have been accidentally leaked from a Chinese lab. Only then did Facebook lift its ban. Oh, but I thought like it came from a bat guy, in a right? wet market. Surprise, um, surprise. I, I am sort of a tree hugger. Mm. Global warming is another subject science feedback does not want people to see certain information about. Michael Schellenberger was censored after he wrote that climate change won't bring an apocalypse. They censored me for saying that we're not in a six mass extinction. We're not. Climate feedback justified their censorship by citing this report that claims we are pushing the planet toward a mass extinction. But a chair of that group told Schellenberger, we're not in a mass extinction. We don't say that. You have to have 50 to 75% of all species on Earth going extinct to be in a mass extinction. They also censor Bjorn Lomborg for saying, Turns out that when temperatures rise, you're going to see more heat deaths, but many fewer cold deaths. So overall, the rising temperatures have actually saved lives. Now, it hasn't been proven that the cause of the drop in depths is the temperature rise. Could have been something else. But so what? His main point, that temperature-related deaths fell while the planet warmed, What do the experts know, and right? important. Yet science feedback keeps that out of your Facebook feed. The points that I try to make are the points you don't normally hear, and that's what they hate. Why do they want to do this? There's a lot of 
folks who are very emotionally invested in the climate catastrophe argument. Partly, it makes it a lot easier to get people to donate money in to accept the politicians uh, there are spending you go. their tax dollars. It's all about the money. If it's the end of the world. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. They have a mission outside fear, just fear, facts. Fear, fear, They also want you to not know stuff. That's not fact check. That's simply saying we don't want to okay, hear Okay, that's enough of that. <clears throat> so these fact checkers, the thing is, is like they they say that all of these highly educated people with doctorates and all this experience, people that have written published papers and things like that. By the way, some of those published papers are actually being pulled down after the fact because uh, the fact checkers say it's not true. I mean, it's like the novel 1984. They're just saying, oh, we're going to take that scientific paper and we're just going to throw it down the memory hole. It's gone. It doesn't fit our agenda. It doesn't fit our agenda. It's gone. Mm -hmm. science, so, science does not operate on, uh, on uh, consensus. It does not. It does not. That no, is I've explained the science. Even if Fauci says he is in the personification of, well, he's of Mr. science. Yeah, he's Mr. Science himself. Yeah. On yes. the altar. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I have explained before the scientific method and how it works, and it's like a lot of people don't realize that. But the funny thing that's funny is they'll real quickly discount what these experts and actual experts, people with actual credentials, people that have written published papers, have done actual research, proved things through scientific method. It, they'll So quickly they'll discount what they're saying and they'll take the word of a unknown fact checker, which they have no idea who the person is. Who are these fact checkers? What is their background? What what papers have they written? What are their qualifications? But yet people just take their word for it. People's lost its damn mind. The people have lost their damn minds. They really have. So this is why PMAs are so important. Because this woke bunch of idiots out there that believe that fact checkers are the ones that know everything are the ones that are telling you you have to close your business. Yeah, and we have to mandate everybody to yes. do something that we decide who yeah. decides? Who decides? The fact checkers do. The fact checkers do. The fact decide. checkers do. You know, I, I even said a while back, it's like, well, if these fact checkers know everybody, I want them to tell me the meaning of the number 42. Anybody get that? Six times seven. You don't get it either. I got it. It's you from it? the universe. Yes. Uh, yes. Hitchhiker's Guide, Hitchhiker's Guide to the, to the galaxy. galaxy. Yes. Yes. So the fact checkers still haven't answered that question for me. Maybe I should put that on my Facebook page. Of course, they'll probably fact check that and they'll say false information. When I say, I want to know the meaning of the number 42. I want the fact checkers to you tell me that. You might get put in Facebook jail. Probably. I probably uh, would be for that yeah. one. That was the question of the, uh, wasn't it the question of the universe? Yes. The, the meaning of the universe. The meaning of the universe. The meaning of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, go ahead. Okay, what is a PMA? Yeah. Um, private membership association. It takes you outside of all that control mm -hmm. because what it stands on is the U.S. Constitution. Do you remember that? We have a U.S. Constitution. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> oh, do. wow. So, the first, fourth... Fifth, ninth, and fourteenth amendments all uphold a PMA or a private association. Freedom of speech and assembly, freedom of unreasonable searches and seizures. See, yeah, you know, funny you should mention the the churches and the freedom of assembly. That the problem is the churches are so in bed with the government 
with their with their nonprofit corporations that they've got set up that that's what allows the government to have their hooks into them. Mm-hmm, because and we saw that. Most churches are actually... Um, Aren't they like 501c3 or something 501c3, like that? Yeah. which is different than the 508, which is what the, the PMA, um, which, which actually takes you outside the jurisdiction of taxes, mm-hmm. which is important. Yeah. It's yeah. not because we're not, we're not just doing this because of that, but it also is important because I don't want to fund the war in Ukraine. I don't want my money no. to go to that. To the massive money laundering operation. Yeah, I don't going want it to go Ukraine. to making vaccines and vaccine mandates and all of that. And I don't agree with with ninety five percent of it. None of it. Yeah. I don't want to no. pay for that. Or blackmail. Nope. I don't want to yeah. pay for that. Yeah. So anyway, this is a way out. And um, yeah, so the Fifth Amendment. Um, basically, all of your rights as a United States citizen are under protected under the constitution right to associate with fellow members and other and offer benefits and services that are outside of the jurisdiction venue and authority of state and or federal agencies so it's completely outside of that and so what what one does in a PMA is has a private agreement with every member so someone they would need to sign something the first time they come in that just says I agree that we have this private relationship and I also agree I'm not going to sue you and if anything comes if we have a difficulty then I agree to mediation I have that kind of agreement with my doctor yeah perfect you know, if you go to a I, what I would really really like to see I would like to see PMA ran hospitals yes they're coming I'm yeah, certain of it I, I hope so because a lot of these doctors and nurses and other medical professionals that have been displaced by these ridiculous illegal unconstitutional mandates could form these PMA they're hospitals. doing it and I as would we speak. I would be the one that would I would be one of their customers I would go there absolutely yeah it's happening. I've heard a no lot. No protocols. Talk about, yep. You know, we'd, there, there wouldn't be any protocols at these PMA. And hospitals. they'll take time with you. Yes. They'll ask. They'll answer your questions, and and actually treat you like a human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a concept <laughs> to be treated like a human being. Count me in. <laughs> now you were saying something in the, during the break, Steve, when we were talking about this PMA stuff, and I said, "Hey, stay, save that for." Because that's really good. You don't remember what you're talking about now. I don't know which one. We've we've been we've been chatting so much <laughs> that uh, I'm kind of lost. You, you were asking if it's legal. legal. Oh, well, yeah. How yes. does how does one set up a how PMA? Do what do you legal? have to do that? <laughs> well, where does one start? I mean, I'm very interested in education. Uh, I'd like to start some uh, some some things with my lady, who is a. a tech teacher, high school teacher, we mm-hmm. can do some wonderful things. We don't want to have a magnet school. We don't want to have a school that uh, is dependent on government funding, basically a completely private school. And it's a PMA, not a, well, yes. So it's a, a private health association. Oh, okay. Or would, educational one. Yeah, a private, private education association, right. a home so school. We, so we all get together and it's a private thing. And uh, you would have a membership agreement with each of the families that you serve. And they would be outside of the jurisdiction of the state or... That would be wonderful. No CRT. Yeah, no kidding. No CRT. I mean, when I think of as a small business, the amount of taxes I pay between my gross receipts and my small... You know what I'm talking about. You got to chime in on this. How are we taxed? Um, (laughs) It's it's, it's insane. 
um, sometimes you don't know if you're working for yourself or your employees and the government. Um, after taxes, after employees, after all this other baloney. I mean, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Right. So it's when, something to think about. When I was a contractor, I did that for about eight or nine years. And uh, the, the state changed their rules about workman's comp. And I was, it was me. I was the chief cook, bottle washer, the whole thing, the janitorial. And uh, they made me pay, I think it was $865 a year to have workman's comp. And that made sure that protected me from suing myself if I got injured on the job. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, then it changed again, and then it changed back. And so it was just well, basically a thousand bucks I had to cut for Chana, a check for Santa Fe. I can tell you that like, in the bad, state buddy. of New Mexico right now, according to New Mexico law, you do not need to have workers' comp if you're an ind independent contractor. Oh, can I get a refund? <laughs> yeah. The Good only luck. time, Good now luck. I've had this happen to me before, I've had companies that I do work for, because I'm an independent contractor, and I've had companies that I do work for that have told me, well, we don't care about what the New Mexico law is, we want you to have, uh, have workers' comp. And I said, well, fine, I won't work for you then. Yeah, you know, that works. Because I got plenty of people that aren't requiring me to do that. And I'll just tell them, it's like, no, I, I work for myself. It's just me. I have no employees. I'm an independent contractor. And so I'm not required to have workers' comp, and I don't see any reason to have it because I'm not going to be suing myself. Yeah, it doesn't seem very productive. I couldn't afford it? to pay myself. So yeah, like, I know. You know. I'm too I, cheap as I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else with PMAs there? No, just if you're interested in learning more, um, the, we have an amazing resource in this state of New Mexico, Anna Garner, within Mexico Freedoms Alliance, and you can look her up, and she is doing PMAs for people. Um, I'm halfway through mine, and um, yeah, her name is um, A-N-A-G-A-R-N-E-R. And she lives in northwest New Mexico, and she's an amazing attorney fighting yeah, she is. for she's freedom. Been, that's yes. right. She's been, been fighting for a lot of people, and some of them pro bono. I yes. Know. And yeah. she does charge for this now, but she charges like a fifth of what they're charging in other um, states because she understands in New Mexico um, most business owners can't afford a yeah. lot because okay. of how we're taxed. Yeah. So... Another thing I wanted to cover is these, yeah, for those that, did, did you guys all see the 2000 Mules movie? I did. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did you I see it, Joe? No, you you need it, yeah. to go see it, Joe. It's really good. Um, I, I saw it, and apparently two of my three guests saw it. There were these so-called fact checkers that were saying that the 2000 Mules, the, the, the idea in it was false because that geo-tracking does not work for telling you where you are with any kind of close, uh, close distance at all. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I'll tell you what, Michelle, why don't you start off, let's start off with playing clip one on that. The accuracy of geo-tracking technology from our phones has become a topic of debate, especially after the release of the new documentary film, 2000 Mules. When America's chief White House correspondent, Chanel Rian, has more from Washington. As True the Vote and Dinesh D'Souza's explosive documentary, 2000 Mules, creates a firestorm across the country, 
proving ballot trafficking in key states likely helped the Democrats steal the 2020 election. Fact finders at AP and in the mainstream media broadly dismissed the film's findings by saying the cellular geofencing technology is too inaccurate to rely on. John Graves, tech entrepreneur and CEO of MillionVotes.org, tells OAN the nuance they don't want you to know. How accurate is cellular geotracking technology today? It's incredibly accurate. The simplest way I can say this to put the cookies on the lowest shelf is tell people to open up their phone and open up whatever your map program that you use on your Android, your iPhone, whatever device you have, and look at the little dot. The little dot is going to tell you precisely where you are. That little dot is sending out pings to all the providers based on all your apps. And so you can do it as simple. My wife and I went on a walk last night, and it literally shows us exactly where we went, how far we walked. Uh, if you're driving, it's going to tell you in 500 feet to turn. So what's happening, Chanel, is the far left is, is, is saying technology that's old technology that relies on triangulation of radio towers. That's not the technology used in 2000 Mules. The technology used is coming from apps you've downloaded on your phone. And it is incredibly accurate. The CDC uses it, law enforcement uses it, and it's down to just literally a couple of feet. So uh, when you read, for example, the AP's fact check, so-called, uh, they cite this professor who says this is technology that is very unreliable. Yeah, so let me cut both knees out from underneath the argument of the person who would say that. Number one, it's not just a digital fingerprint that is absolutely accurate. They use it for law enforcement. I'll send you a link you can post for all our viewers. That's a 2019 New York Times article where they did geopingy for President Trump, Obama, the Pentagon. It's irrefutable and law enforcement. But number two, remember, in 2000 Mules, it wasn't just GeoPings, Chanel. It was literally the video confirming at the exact moment we think that device is there, that same face is showing up, stuffing boxes inside there. And number three, some of the people admitted that that's what they were doing and they were paid to do it. And so... Okay, so being wow. an engineer, a communications engineer myself, I'm... I'm I'm somewhat of an authority on this information here, so I can tell you this. Okay, so I'm thinking that what some of these so-called fact-checkers, these nameless people, which we don't know who they are, um, are saying that this, this information is not accurate, this geolocation information is not accurate, it doesn't show where you are. Okay, this guy mentioned the triangulation method. Okay, now back in the old day, when cell phones were all analog, and before smartphones, and before GPS in your phones, they could use a method which they called triangulation, okay? So basically, what it would be is, let's say, for instance, you're out there walking around your cell phone. Your cell phone is always being monitored by the cell towers. There's a pilot signal that your cell phone puts out. And the, the cell phone towers, that's how they know where your phone is so that you receive when you receive a call they know which tower to transmit to your phone from and which tower you're going to be your signal is going to be relayed through like a moving base station yeah yeah it is and so if you've got say three preferably four different cellular towers that are picking up your phone then it can fairly accurately by by looking at signal strength coming from your phone received by the receiving tower it can
fairly uh, closely determine a general area where you are, where your location and where your altitude is. Um, four, you definitely need like four towers to do that. So three towers, you can do it, not very accurate. Four towers, more accurate. So they may be talking about that, who knows? But new smartphones don't work like that. New, smart, new smartphones have, they all have, and, and some years ago, they, they actually made it a law that all smartphones produced had to have GPS built into them. And the excuse for that was so that they would work well with the 911 service. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, but the GPS supposedly isn't always on. Now, but... Like that guy mentioned, there are a lot of apps. There's MapQuest, there's Google Maps, there's, there's Uber, there's uh, Yelp, Foursquare, uh, Tinder, Facebook. Facebook, even if you've got Facebook running and the location service is on on your phone, which usually it's on, you don't realize it because some app has turned it on. I guarantee they you that. They do ask you, do you want location services yeah. on or yeah. only when using app? But I, th I think a lot of people just don't even know they're no, on they all the yeah. time. Yeah, they, it's, it, the time. it gets turned on by something at some point in time. So face it, it's probably on all the time. So what happens there, how this works, rather than the triangulation method, which that still functions by the way, even if you turn off the location service on your phone. But if the GPS is on and you've got one of those apps running, what's happening is, is the GPS data in the receiver in your phone, the GPS receiver in your phone, it is transmitting that telemetry through the cellular phone system. So when your phone is being followed by the cell tower, so it knows where to ring you, that telemetry from your GPS is also being transmitted along with that signal. So the system always knows where you are. And I can tell you that the GPS in the phone is highly accurate within a couple of feet. Okay, like you can literally, because I use that, I've got an app I use on my phone sometimes when I'm out snowmobiling in the wintertime and I'm out in the middle of nowhere. And I'll have it on and it, it will track my, my course where I go so that I can find my way back. Because sometimes when you're out in the middle of nowhere in the snow, out in the wilderness, it, when everything is white, it all looks the same. So it will, it will pinpoint where you are. So yes. The geo-tracking is highly accurate. It will tell where you are within a couple of feet. I mean, it, you use it all the time when you're driving your car down the road and you're using the GPS. It, it knows exactly where you are and it, you know, within a few feet of the road that you're driving on. So, and when you're even walking on a walking trail. I mean, that's how accurate it is. So it's a total lie when the fact checkers say that the geo-tracking is not accurate, total lie, it's totally accurate, it's very, very pinpoint accuracy, not quite as accurate as what the military has, which they can literally put a missile through somebody's window. Um, this you know, is probably accurate enough to make sure they can put a missile into your house, <laughs> but it's still really close. <laughs> if you've got a, a large amount of satellites, five or six or more, you've, you've got it down to a couple meters. Oh, yeah. And the only reason that that doesn't work is there, there are some propagation problems with the timing signals. Mm -hmm. And you can get a, I checked this out over at SparkFund, you can get a receiver that tells you the uh, 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 
would you say the accuracy of each one and gives you a a correction for it and if you have that base station and then as well as using gps you can get down to the sub centimeter level that's oh, yeah. half an inch oh yeah half for sure inch. <clears throat> wow this is a little disconcerting knowing that we're well, we can be is. tracked at any time. You can be. By, you can be. By trust many, me. yeah, um, anyone. I, I've I've got some friends that I know that are like highly paranoid people, and uh, they they won't even take their cell phone with them anywhere because they know this, and it's like they they have this real problem with somebody knowing where they are. But if you're walking around with a cell phone, the government know, can, if they want to, they can know exactly where you are at all times. And then if you add in other things such as uh, activity that you do, let's say you go around and you use an ATM card. It's like, this is how, this is how the government finds criminals, okay? They can go in, they can, if they know you have a cell phone, they can look at that data, they, can, they know your credit card information, they know when you swipe your card somewhere, they know when you go to an ATM, they know when you, when you go to a store. Heck, if you go to an ATM and they know which ATM you're at, they can even look at that camera that's on the ATM and they can see you. There was also the, uh, the Stingray program, which was a man-in-the-middle cell phone uh, technology, which meant that they could, uh, they could use it, and it would, it would ping the local um, machine and be a man-in-the-middle for, for all of your cell phone stuff, which means that they are acting as a cell tower, which means they could listen to all of your, uh, all of your communications real-time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm gonna, then I'll, uh, we'll be in our last 30 minutes. I'm going to wrap that up, and then I want to go into this 10 times experts predicted the end of the world, uh, which is really funny. We can have a little fun with that. So uh, we'll be right back. in getting your concealed carry permit, Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com longing to be free of pain free of pain meds to move freely and easily again call dr lynn today 505-200-0271 riverlightcommunitypt.com 505-200-0271 Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. 
Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed, and insured GB98 construction company. I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. Welcome back to the last 30 minutes of Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Send me your questions and comments. And if you want to get started advertising, we would love to get your business out there. We love to advertise Patriot businesses. We have a lot of Patriots that listen to this show that would love to do business with you. Just ask my friend Joe here that's sitting at the table. He's got more business. I call him and he can't even barely talk to me. It's like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. His phone lines are blowing up. <laughs> it's a blessing, it really is. Yeah, it is. So anyway, so uh, send me your emails, beccamarienm at gmail.com. That's B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. So I was finishing up in the last segment. I was talking about this, this geolocation on the phones. Okay, yes, it is highly accurate. 2,000 mules, I saw it. Okay, not only could they, they had video at a lot of these drop box locations. I call them Zucker boxes. Okay, because Mike Zuckerberg paid for them all, or Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, he paid for all those boxes. So, which I can tell you, security cameras, they are time-stamped, okay? The information on this geolocation, time-stamped. They can actually, when they see where you are, oh, they're at this drop box. Oh, there's a camera there. Oh, we can see you while you're at that drop box. We know when you were there. We know where you were. We know where you went next because once we're locked on to you, we're going to follow that geolocation to every place it goes after. We're going to see where it goes. Totally, totally real, okay? Totally, totally. So, yes, geolocation is real. The fact checkers, as usual, have no idea what they're talking about. And by the way, who are these fact checkers? I want you to ask these questions. Who are the fact checkers? Nobody knows. Nobody knows who they are. So, uh, what have I not said yet? Um, no, that pretty much covers it all on that. So, something I've been wanting to get to for the past couple weeks, and I just always get sidetracked and we run out of time and I never get to it, is this this idea where, and I've been talking about fear-mongering, I was talking about that at the beginning of the show, and we've been talking about that theme generally throughout the entire show today. 
fear-mongering. People will, and one way they fear-monger is they talk about how if you don't do something, then then the world's going to end. It's going to something's going to happen. The 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 we're going to have another ice age. We're going to starve to death. Uh, God, dogs and cats are going to be living together. I don't know. God knows what else. You know, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is going to attack us all. I don't know. So I've got this list of things. And, and any of you guys, if you come up with another one that's in your head that's not on the list, feel free to bring it up, okay? Here's an interesting one. This one was a, um, from 1989. The Associated Press relayed a warning from a UN official... A senior UN official official says, UN environmental official says, entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if global warming trends is not reversed by the year 2000. Um, hmm. Okay, so isn't supposedly global warming still happening? And what, what is the year? Oh, it's 2022, right? Uh, have you heard of any nations being wiped off the face of the earth by rising seas? Not a one. Uh, uh, but I do remember in the uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, they were talking about global cooling. Global the cooling, ice yes. age was coming. Yeah, that one didn't we pan out for them. we were all going to be covered by ice. Right. And then somehow it changed from global cooling to global warming. Right. All based on these crummy models from Al Gore Jr., who probably took a biology class in high school. And, Maybe. And, so then, <laughs> and then global warming didn't pan out, so now they have to call it ch climate change. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I call it I call it woble glorming. Woble glorming. It, it's a true. It's a fact. Ooh, I like that. Woble it's a religion. Glorming. Yes, it is a religion. Yes, the climate change group. They, it is a religion, and uh, just like the Vax crowd, they they worship the uh, the Saint Fauci. Yeah, they're all different sects of sects of the um, the general fear mongering. Well, I thought you said different sexes. <laughs> different, like, yeah, they're different would sexes. Would that be 57 different ones? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. I can't it's, remember the what they are. Now. I'm not how really How many sure. sexes are there? Yeah, we're getting more of them all the time. But I'm talking about the religion sex. Yeah, yeah. Of the fear mongering. That's yeah. the big religion is fear. Yeah, fear. And, and yeah. Never, never listen to an apostate. Yeah. No, I cross my fingers in front of me. It's like, no, you are shunned. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to what you have to say because I know you're. That's the, right. You're on the outside. Wear your garlic no, clothes no, no. and all that kind of oh, stuff you're darn too. Right. Yeah. Maybe put some salt at the doorstep. Sure. Or, you know, put your asafetidy bag in there to yeah. keep your. Right. Keep, yeah. Uh, keep the bad diseases away. Yeah, and maybe keep a, a, a wooden stake with you just in case they come at you. You can just drive one right through their heart. <laughs> Anyway, so I carry a Glock so, on me. Heck a Glock, escape. yeah, those were. You got wooden bullets to handle the vampires. Uh, silver bullets, bullets, come on, man. Now, silver bullets are for vamp are for werewolves. Is they it? don't oh. work on vampires. Oh, I'm out of date. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get up to speed anything, here. I think what does pepper spray work on? Uh, yeah. gosh, I don't know. Swamp creatures? <laughs> Swamp creatures? Yeah. Maybe the zombies. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. the zombies. zombies. Okay. Like yeah, I don't know. No, zombies, you got to pull a bullet through their head. Oh, okay. Or, or something through their head, yeah. Yeah. You ever Anything watch, through their head. You ever watch The Walking Dead? That's like one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I don't like zombie movies. No? It's yeah. too much like reality. So, so anyway... <laughs> Boy, we really got off track here on this stuff, don't we? That's okay. Blame Lynn. So, so, in fact, okay, the, no, no nations have been wiped out by, by flooding. Uh, no islands even, as far as I know. And some of these islands out there literally are only a couple of feet uh, above sea level, and none of them have been wiped out either. Um, the fact of the matter is, is uh, according to this, says NASA 
According to NASA, now we, we kind of believe what NASA says, um, global sea levels rose 3.5 inches in the 25 years since 1993, when it be began reporting satellite data on sea levels. So, so we haven't even been watching this for, so the history of the planet, which uh, as far as we know is probably billions of years, depending on what your beliefs are, um, we have literally 25 years of data to go by. Which is zero information. Zero information, exactly, zero. Just like the climate change thing, we have zero information because we've only been watching, we've only had the technology to watch this stuff for a very short period of time. So, and there again, that, that involves real science. And okay. not modeling. Yeah, <clears throat> so the next one here, they're talking about, oh, here we go, mass starvation by 1975. In 1967, a best-selling book came out called Famine 1975, America's Decision, Who Will Survive? 1975, gosh, it's 2022, right? Um, I'm not hearing any mass starvation unless you're talking about how the government has uh, intentionally uh, created artificial shortages. Mm -hmm. I remember in junior high school, they had people who actually showed up to our high school, uh, junior high school, when they were from the zero population growth, ZPG, telling us to get, uh, um, to not have children because people are gonna starve to death and uh, we should be uh, basically sterilized so we don't have any more children. That was Bill Holdren, and Bill Holdren was the science czar for Barack Obama. Oh, I like that name, Czar. It's like, it just sounds so American. I recently no. got something in the mail from one of those organizations. Like, please give us money so we can help decrease the population of the world. I'm like, you don't need money. I mean, it's already happening. The population, I mean, well, the, just look at the jabs. The, the Rona jab is taking care of that. Yeah, it's taking care of that. You know, first we had the bioengineered uh, COVID uh, weapon, and then that didn't do the job. So now they're coming out with the jab afterward and the boosters to, to finish it off. Mm-hmm. And, and now, of course, we got the monkeypox coming, which will be, I guarantee you, I guarantee you the monkeypox, they're gonna try to blow that out of, uh, out of proportion, and it's gonna be the next big thing that they're gonna try to scare the hell out of people with before the next voting, uh, before the next election in November. I guarantee there's gonna be a massive outbreak of monkeypox. I think that'd be, be a great breakfast cereal. <laughs> Monkey pox. What do you think? Monkey pox? You know, the little character's got little dots on him. Right, I right. I haven't quite figured out how, could to, be. how to get into that niche market Kind of like yet, Cocoa Puffs. I like yeah. Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, monkey Puffs. Monkey Puffs. Yeah. Monkey Puffs. Monkey Puffs. Monkey Puffs. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it, it's a pox in your mouth. I don't know. I, it's not quite... Uh, monkey Puffs. It, it could be shaped like a monkey, and then when you put it in your mouth, it kind of pops. Right. Kind of like Pop Rocks. Yeah. Monkey Puffs. Sure, it's the newest fad in, okay. uh, what you say, cereal? Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, viral cereal. I don't right. know. I haven't quite worked out the PR aspects right. yet. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. I think you could be onto something. You better patent that. Get a trademark on it or something. Well, monkeypox okay. might actually just be vaccine-related. Could be. Autoimmune. Autoimmune. Yeah, autoimmune vaccine right. really. Like, like all like of Like a certain period of time has gone by since people have gotten a certain number of shots yeah. and now this new skin 
issue is well there up. is actual scientific evidence showing that uh, that vaxxed people that we're seeing this, uh, like for instance, people that had cancer and it was in remission. It's back Absolutely. alive again. It's well, it's alive and well, and it's progressing yeah. now. Thanks Whatever to the shot. Whatever your old issues are, it brings them up. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. And there were there was a lot of experts out there a couple of years ago that were saying that we're going to see a mass die off for the people that got this shot. And it's like I am, I hope I hope they're wrong. I really do. I hope they're wrong. But I don't know. We're starting to see a lot of things uh, starting to come to be now. Anyway, uh, let's see here. What else? Um, okay. According to a data set put together by Our World and Data, more people died of famine in the single decade prior to the book's release than all 52 years since it was published. Because what has happened, what these geniuses didn't account for on the mass starvation thing is the improvement in technology. Okay. A lot of things have improved since then, okay? The advancement of more efficient ways of farming, uh, easy, better ways of, of irrigation, fertilization, uh, better equipment for harvesting and planting, better, better technology for preventing uh, pests from eating your crops. And, you know, there we go. We got the GMOs. Uh, a lot of those GMOs came out. But the Watch funny thing is the same, the same people that were speaking out against the GMOs are okay with them themselves becoming a GMO by getting the jab. Mm. Right? Because you are a GMO once you've got the shot. Genetically modified organism. That's what yes. it stands it's for. It's interesting. All those models were based on people being modeled as like a bucket of amoebas with so much food. Yeah. So they would eat up their food and all die. Right. The problem is we're human beings, we're dynamic, we relate to our environment. And I would posit that the, probably the most precious commodity in the whole world would be human capital. Yeah. The creative ability to make things happen. And that's why we don't have as much starvation as we did 100 years ago. Yeah. We don't have as much abject poverty as we did a hundred of years ago. And it all has to do with capitalism. And it capitalism, has to do free with, enterprise. It, it opens up the idea of using human capital, mm -hmm. human creativity to make the world a better place. Yeah. Which is exactly the opposite of what we see from the people in the, in the swamp right now. They don't oh, yeah. want that. No, they don't, no. Mm -mm. Well said. Mm -hmm. Socialism is the antithesis of capitalism and and free thinking and 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 advancing and scientific scientific uh, discoveries indeed it is a yeah. it has a, a a record of huge piles of death and destruction yeah. it's interesting uh, i think i heard somewhere that the chinese were trying to get their engineers and technical people to learn creativity <laughs> okay, so, and so you think about that. Well, let's see, you're in a totalitarian regime. You're told what to think, how to think, and the problem is coming up with enough creativity to do new things. When you won't be rewarded for it and you've never been taught how to do that, never been free to do that, so how do you make, create, encourage creativity in a totalitarian mind-controlled environment. I don't think it works. Well, no. see, this no. is one of the reasons why the Russians are taking such a, such a beating right now, okay? This is why that if America ever was, God forbid, to ever go up against Russia and actually fight an, an actual war in which we're actually putting American soldiers on the ground, that Russia would be at a disadvantage because 
of that very thing that you just mentioned. Russia, the way they treat their, the way they train their military is they will train a handful of generals, people that are out on the ground, to, you know, ordering what's going on. But for the most part, the general everyday regular soldiers are uneducated, ignorant people, and they really don't do a lot of thinking for themselves. They simply only know how to follow orders and do exactly what they're told. So that is the difference between the U.S. military, in which our, our soldiers are, for the most part, well-educated people. And everybody in the American military is taught how to take command if they have to, whereas the Russian soldiers is like, all you got to do if you want to really put a hurting on them, take out their general, and they're, they're, they're in chaos. That was a major liability in World War II with the German forces. They were very hidebound, uh, order-bound, and they, they were not allowed or encouraged to take advantage mm -hmm. of, of local situations. Yeah. And so if the, the radio went out or they achieved their objective, they stopped and waited for orders. And that's radically different than the creativity of, like you're mentioning, our, our military so that they're free to be creative. Right. Our military, it's like we've got a chain of command. So, okay, the general gets taken out. Okay, the lieutenant below him is going to uh, take over just automatically. It's like, okay, I've got the training. It's like, okay, I'm in charge now. And he gets taken out. The next guy below him takes over. And it's like, so it's like uh, they just keep on, keep on going. And they've always got a chain of command. So... The next one they've got here is global freezing as dangerous as nuclear war. It says her global cooling was once a worry to many, such as University of California at Davis professor Kenneth Watt. I wonder where Kenneth Watt is these days. I wonder what he's saying about this. Who warned that present trends would make the world 11 degrees colder in the year 2000. You know, if that really happened, we would starve to death. Yeah. Millions of people would starve to death. Heat is actually good because because we can grow food. Yeah. Right. About twice what it would take to put us into an ice age. British science writer Nigel Calder was just as worried. The threat of a new ice age must now stand alongside nuclear war as a likely source of wholesale death and misery for mankind. Now the real question is what is his, uh, his proposed solutions? Give us money? It always power. is. It's always, yes, that's exactly. always the solution. It's like, give us your money and we'll fix the problem. It's like, sort of like that uh, chicken little thing, the sky is falling. Yes, the sky is falling, exactly. And everybody's scurrying around and running away. Oh, no, the sky is falling. But th see, that's, what, that's what people, how people have become, though. It's like we're constantly being told that the sky is following and everybody just believes it without question. And people question. are addicted to anxiety also. Because yeah. it's it's propagated this anxiety. Like, what's what's the thing to be afraid of now? Be afraid of COVID. Be afraid of the ice age. Be afraid yeah. of global warming. Be afraid of monkeypox. There's always going to be the next thing because they want us to be in this fear mode. It keeps us separate. Oh yeah, it does. They want to keep people separate and ineffective and not and thinking non -thinking. critically, non-thinking. And you know yes. what I have seen a lot of is I and what I think this is I think the goal that they've been shooting for. I think that they have been sent, trying to instill a sense of hopelessness in everybody. It's like like just like with the with the vote i see a lot of people that are have this hopeless attitude it's like they're just hopeless about uh oh well what what good is it i shouldn't vote and by the way let's see how much time we got left michelle i'm just kind of curious because they're oh, okay okay there was something i wanted to talk about i um <clears throat> because we're running out of time we got seven minutes left 
So I wanted to mention, and I have been careful uh, throughout the course of the, the election, the primaries and stuff like that, as to not mention, not endorse anybody, but I'm, I'm going to do that now because we're in, we're in the primaries now. And so it doesn't matter anymore. So I, and you guys can chime in on what you think. Okay, first, first of all, I want to start with a disclaimer. These are my opinions and not the opinions of the station or employees of KDAZ Radio. These are my opinions. And I'm allowed to do my opinions. Okay, so, Governor, who do I like the best? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. I like Jay Block the best um, because he's a fighter. He's a bulldog. He's willing to get in and get dirty and fight. And he's got uh, some leadership experience. I like, honestly, I like, mm, I like all the candidates uh, quite a lot. Um, one that I'm not crazy about, but uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you that whoever gets nominated, they'll have my 100% support. Because well, heck, we, even even a Labrador get my vote as yeah, opposed to Grisham. Yeah, absolutely. No we got to get the Grish out. Do a better job. Yeah, the Grish has got to go. So. Um, so that's my pick, Jay Block. I agree. I like you, Jay Block. I like Jay I've, Block I've heard too. Him, I, I met him. I heard him speak a few times, and I like his life story. And he seems really motivated. I like his background, actually, yeah. in the military. Like yeah. he's he's like nope. Oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, 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 beep. <laughs> we can beep that. Okay. Don't do it again, though. Okay. So. Anybody else? You did. Um, I, I just don't think I'm that surprised. his numbers justify what he's capable. Yes, of. but I think so you're looking so much at media. Involved in the numbers that might scare people away from the don't vote. Don't let it scare you, though. Exactly. That's the thing. Don't let the numbers exactly. scare you because I believe that there are a lot of fake polls going out. I literally heard one poll the other day where they only had a sample of 70 people, which they polled. Right. That's like, right. I'm, I'm sorry, what kind of poll is that? Right, exactly. You know? So I think he might have that as a disadvantage. I've got, I saw a thing the other day where somebody, uh, a, a group of grassroots supporters in Carlsbad, paid for a massive billboard for him. Now, billboards cost thousands of dollars. His supporters paid for that billboard in Carlsbad. So he, there's a J-block Carl, uh, billboard in Carlsbad. So, Lieutenant Governor, hands down, Ant Thornton. I agree. I love Ant Thornton. I've had him on my show. I've actually had Jay on my show, too, though. But I've had Ant uh, Thornton on my show. He's got a great wife, too, Glenna. Glenna is awesome. She's like one of my favorite guests. I'll have her on again and again and again. She's like one of my semi-regulars. I'll have her on my show. She's wonderful. So, Ant Thornton, Lieutenant Governor. That's my pick. Secretary of State, that's an easy one, okay? I've been helping her out with her campaign. She's also unopposed. So, Audrey Trujillo, Secretary of State. I believe we got to get Maggie Toulouse-Oliver out of office. She's corrupt. There's a lot of uh, corrupt dealings that she's been involved in. And I am, uh, over the course between now and the election in November, I'm going to expose that stuff. I am going to. I'm going to talk about it. County Commissioner District 5. Okay, there are three really good candidates running for that. Uh, Bernalillo County Commissioner District 5. I like all of them. Michael Eustace is my favorite. He's a good friend of mine. He's been on the show with me a couple of times. I like, he's very knowledgeable. He's dedicated. He's got uh, a, a lot of world experience just in a lot of different things. But we would be in good shape with any of the ones that are running. There's three total. New Mexico House District 22, Stephanie Lord. 
totally. Um, far as I know, she's the only Republican running. Um, she is, she lives in the East Mountains. She's pro Second Amendment. She rides a motorcycle, which I think is cool. She's got a great husband, and Thor, I like him. She, she's active, she's out in the community. She shows up for events. She showed up to a lot of our rallies. So she's a doer, she gets things done. She's been really, really busy in doing her job so far. She needs to be reelected. CD1, there's a couple of good candidates running for that. Michelle Garcia Holmes and Louis Sanchez. I like both of them a lot. Um, I personally believe Louis Sanchez is probably my favorite. He's um, a little more outspoken, a little more aggressive. I think we need aggressive right now. Bernalillo County Sheriff. Okay, I believe there's like four different Republicans running. Now you notice I'm not endorsing any Democrats because I, I'm, I'm not supporting any Democrats, period, at this point in time. Until the Democrat party changes their platform, I will not support a Democrat ever again. And there needs to be some major reorganization going on in the Democrat party. Bernalillo County Sheriff, there's four guys running as far as I know. I have two favorites. I really can't decide between the two of them. I like them both. Joshua James, Derek Scott. I like both of them a lot. And why do I like them a lot? Okay, you hear me talking a lot about freedom and liberty and the Constitution and things like that on this show. That's what they talk about a lot. They believe in the Constitution. They believe in enforcing constitutional law. If it's unconstitutional, it, is, it should not be it should not be honored, okay? When the governor of this state and the president of this country tries to put institute unconstitutional, unlawful mandates and orders, they need to be disregarded and ignored, okay? Now I can tell you, either one of these guys, not to mention if you, if you vote for either one of these guys and they get into office, the other guy will be with them too because they'll appoint them, okay? Mm -hmm. So they'll be an undersheriff. So, Either one, you get one of these guys, you get both these guys. I think it's awesome. Matter of fact, I think they've also both said that the other two guys that are running for sheriff, they'll be on their crew too. So, cause they're all good, okay? We'll be in good shape. So, the last thing I wanna so say, those of you that lose the primary, you need to look at this as a battle for us, we the people, for freedom, for liberty. For the, for the well-being of this country and this state. And if you do not win the primary, whoever does win the primary, you need to pull your resources, you need to get your people that are in your crew that have been helping you with your campaign, you need to get your money, and you need to throw it at the person that gets the nomination. We need to do this mm -hmm. as, a, as a group, and we need to get this done. So, and I, I need to add quick, one, Larry, literally have 15 Larry seconds. Marker for public, um, commissioner for public lands. Okay, good. Okay. I've met him too. He's good. Yeah. So I want to finish off by saying, um, do you own a freedom friendly business? Advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. To get started advertising or send me comments or suggestions, email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. Check out my web website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows and have access to useful resources. You can also check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Telegram. Like, follow, and share far and wide as I am being censored. And I want to do a shout-out to my sponsors, Ribs Barbecue. Agave Builders, Southwest Auto Recyclers, Perkins Protection Training, my newest sponsor, River Light Community Physical Therapy. 
Freedom is essential. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.